Is it working now? Yeah. Good, thank you. So praise the Lord. The Lord is so good to us and I want to continue my series The Life of Ministry of Jesus Christ Part 100 <laughs> this morning. Praise the Lord. The Lord is so good. And do you know if you look into the Bible and you pray, Lord, open my eyes for your word. And I want to share the word of God this morning. And these are some of the last words Jesus spoke before he died on the cross. And I want to read the scripture today in Luke 21, verse 25, and uh, verse 34 in uh, chapter uh, 22, and also 36. Okay, I'm going to start from Luke chapter 21, verse 25. There will be signs in sun and moon and star, and on the earth dismayed among nations, in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves. Then now I'm going to verse number 36, 35, no, 34. Be on guard so that your heart will not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life, and that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of the earth. Verse 36. Be, or but, Keep on the alert, as I call Jesus makes very clear. But keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that you spoke these words very clearly and precisely. And I pray this morning, Lord, that we might listen to your word and may be aware of it, Lord. That's what you have spoken to your disciples and that's what you're going to speak now to your church. I want to bless your wonderful name, Lord, and help us to keep your word that is so important to us. I thank you, Lord, and I pray give grace to speak your word, to listen, and also grace to act upon your wonderful word in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Life and ministry of Jesus Christ, the return of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus promised something very interesting to his disciples, that he is going to come back and that he is going to come to take his disciples to him. And he says this very clearly in John chapter 14, the verses 2 and 3. In my Father's house are many what? Dwelling places. And some uh, Bibles say mansions. And if it were not so, I would have said, I'm going to go and prepare it for you. And I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Here is the promise 
of a rapture. Here's the promise of a rapture before the second advent. And that means something to us. We are living in these days. If you only, only would have our eyes open, and if you only would pray and say, Lord Jesus, I want to be ready when you come. I want to be ready to this rapture. I can't tell when it is. Nor can you tell it when it is. But it is going to come soon, soon. And I don't know whether we will meet again next Sunday. I don't know. It could come or he could come at any time. There must be a rapture. Why? Because God also promised the church in Philadelphia that they are going to be taken out of the troubled time. Revelation 2, 10 to 11, because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will keep you from the hour of testing, the hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming quickly. That's what Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. God's promise to the church in Philadelphia is very clearly, and this is a sign that he is going to come soon. And we see very clearly Philadelphia the church of the love of brothers. Brotherly love. Hallelujah. And Jesus gives us here an, uh, a, a challenge. Now what must we do? And he says, be aware or keep on the alert. At all times, praying that you may have strength. Now what can us give the guarantee? What should we do? that we can say, I'm going to be and I want to be at the rapture. What do we have to do? Visit one prophetic uh, course or whatever is after the other. You can attend every Sunday a prophetic teaching ministry. And I guarantee you, if you do not pray, and that's what Jesus says, pray therefore, that you might be found worthy on that day. It's so important that our lifestyle, and that's the spiritual part we are responsible for, that we pray and that we seek the Lord and are in close relationship with the Lord. And we read very clearly here that Jesus continued in Luke 21. 11, uh, 10 and 11. Then he, continu uh, he continued by saying to them, nation will rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom and there will be great earthquakes and in various places plagues and famines and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. 
There's one word we got used to is it that is terrorism. Have you heard about that word? And it will come even worse as it is now. Who doesn't remember the darkest hour or the darkest phenomena that took place in Israel on the 5th of December? Anybody remembers that? Yes? There was darkness all of a sudden between Israel and Syria. Total darkness, biblical dimensions. They couldn't see through the darkness. You know, God's wonderful actions are going into action in these days. Hallelujah. And that should make us clear to think about there is a sign of God. The Syrians couldn't see the Israelites on one side. Neither couldn't the other see them. That's biblical proportion as it was then when Israel went out of Egypt. There was a darkness between the Egyptians and Israel. When I read this, I did rejoice. Can't you rejoice when things of the Bible in old old days happen? And now in our days, these things happening again. That meant something to me. In no way will ISIS overcome Israel. God is standing for Israel. Amen? God is standing. And he can switch off the lights as he wants it. And then all of a sudden, ISIS will find himself in darkness, don't know where to go. Israel, of course, they have to go through a hard time. But God loves Israel and he loves the church. Hallelujah. Blessed be the wonderful name of Jesus. Now God promised the church in Philadelphia that the Lord will keep them out of the time of trouble. And we are glad that this is going to take place. Now, terrorism in this world by a certain religious group like in Berlin before Christmas. Anybody heard about what happened in Berlin? Yeah? They had this uh, Christmas uh, market, you know, and somebody came with a big truck and ran into the market, killed people, and everything was a mess. Now, we are living in a time of great frivolity. In the area of entertainment, this world is so deep down. And that's why the Bible says here, be on guard. Watch out. Don't become like them. And it is this here, what Jesus said, be on guard that your heart may not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and worries of life. That's why we should be aware at all times and the best cure against these things, frivolity, 
is keep on the alert, praying, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things. And the Bible speaks very clearly, these things are going to come. And we see it in our days. People just live for the Friday night. I found out. I spoke with young people, and we had once uh, an apprentice in our work. He said, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm looking forward for Friday night. And then they go with a big limo to any things, and there will be a, a party. And he said it to me very clearly. I am an, a party animal. You know what I mean? On Friday night, you can see many, many party animals. And the big, long stretch limos. And you know where they go? They're not going to church. That direction. You know where it is? City. And then they think they are living. And I spoke to him and said, listen, you're not living 100%. You're living only one-seventh of your life. There is one day in a week, and the other day she has to work hard in order to get money for the seventh day, usually on a Friday night. Now we see very clearly these are the things and we have to watch these things that we don't fall into, into, but, uh, into uh, what Jesus says, drunkenness and dissipation and so on. Now what is Jesus' answer for these things? He has got an answer. And this answer is not go and visit as many prophetic seminars as possible. Oh, I've been here at this seminar. And he was able to tell exactly, very clearly, who the Antichrist is. And they have the name on everything. You know, I'm looking not for the Antichrist to come. I'm looking for Jesus to come. Amen? That's why our eyes and our ears must be tuned into Jesus. I want to know what happened to Jesus when he comes, and I want to be with him. Hallelujah. A spiritual activity in our life has to wake up. And that is, therefore pray, say Jesus, therefore praying that you may have strength to escape all these things. So I'm so glad that some churches at least, and uh, my dear brother Walter, he mentioned something of the church where he is pastoring, and uh, they have before on Sunday morning a prayer meeting, very early, at 6 o'clock. Okay, we only have it here, 22.10. So yeah, a little bit earlier up, can we? And, and they're praying. And then they go quickly home and uh, prepare everything they need to prepare and come back. Prayer loaded, loaded 
to church. Amen. And I guess you can feel it. Yes, I must tell you this. Uh, we in Australia in summer times, we're looking especially for churches which are air-conditioned. And I said, I rather want to have a prayer-conditioned church than an air-conditioned church. Amen? A real prayer-conditioned church full of the Holy Spirit and rejoicing in the Lord. There's easy to preach. You could be preaching there too. No problem. And we see the Spirit of God must do something in our heart. And Jesus answered to this is this. Keep on the alert at all time that we should pray to stand before the Son of Man. Uh, we have to be aware of it. What, what is it going to be when Jesus is going to come? What is the rapture like? Is it a soft trip to heaven? Is it a soft limo trip? heaven no way it will be like this if your heart is not conditioned with Jesus and if you're not praying and living in the Holy Spirit then you will find out there is also a position we could say left behind left behind do you know what it means? Everybody's gone. And you are the only one left behind. And that's so important that we understand it. And I pray that nobody of this church might be left behind. That you're going with Jesus. And we see here clearly the rapture when it comes. Many will be left behind. What are you going to do then? When the church is gone, what are you going to do then? Where will you go? To worldly entertainment? And think, well, I, I missed everything anyway. Let's live the life in full strength. Jesus is coming soon. I remember an evangelist, Emmanuel Minos, from Norway. And I got this recently in my hands again. Emmanuel Minos, or Minos, he is an Egyptian. His parents adopted him while these were Norwegian missionaries, while they were preaching in Egypt and I don't know why they adopted him but he became their child and his name was Emmanuel Minos I uh, met him actually we met him in our pastors conference when we were still in Germany and as well wonderful men of God I tell you this man was so full of the Holy Spirit. Unbelievable. And he was preaching in Norway. And there in Norway, 
was an elderly lady, a sister in the Lord, about 90 years old then, in Walderes, that's a place in, in uh, Norway. And she related a vision to him. She was a wonderful Christian, recognized by the whole church, and she was a sound lady. And she told him a dream or a vision he had, she had. There, there was about in the year uh, 1968. So far it goes back. And uh, the first thing she mentioned to him was this, before Jesus comes, and, uh, and the third world war would come. Uh, politi politicians speak about that, the possibility of a third world war. Anybody heard about that? Am I only the only one? No? It is true. And she saw it in four stages, what is going to come. And she related the whole thing in four stages, and then when she finished the last, and all of a sudden, she fell into tears and cried and cried. She said, I won't experience it, but you and the church in that time will see it. And she said, there will be a time of peace. It wasn't a time where there was still the Cold War, you know, between Russia and the States. And she said, now, when Jesus comes before the Third World War, there will be a few signs. It will be, first of all, like peace on earth. Although it was still in the time of the Cold War between Russia and uh, America. She reported further, lukewarmness will come into the churches. You know what lukewarmness is? Anybody can explain it to me? Yes, lukewarmness. Where Christians don't like to go to prayer meetings. They rather have something else planned in the world. Perhaps you might have planned kind of movie session in the movie theater. Oh, let's go there. I don't know. And I hate one thing. And I passed by years and years ago in Bell Street. And there was a, a British man. Let us entertain you. Advertisement for videos on all the garbage. And I said, no way. This is not for me. The world entertainment is not for you. Our entertainment is for Jesus, hallelujah, and fulfillment in his glory. Hallelujah. 
I have experienced prayer meetings. Wonderful. I think every you remember one of the prayer meetings we had once as young people in Rotenburg. We were a young group of young people together, and we were active in pioneer work. It was used to us to be amongst Christians. And we stopped working for a number of weeks, and then we were together as young people, praying, seeking the Lord, inviting people for a tent meeting in the evening, and so on. And people came to the Lord. And especially in Rotenburg, and the Wimme, so this is German. We had a wonderful time. We were praying and praying for the tent meeting. And God blessed us so wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so after the prayer meeting, the love of God was so strong in our hearts. We hugged each other. And we said, is there anything better than be blessed the Spirit of God, anything better, no way. Now, and then this lady from uh, Norway reported for, reported for it up. There will be an, a lukewarmness and a different kind of preaching. You will not hear anything. Take up your cross and follow me. This strong preaching was gone through the window. And there will be a disintegration of morals. People will be living together as if they are married without being married. That's, that's our time. And she saw this. And then she said something and become closer to our time. She saw this people from poor countries will stream into Europe. Have you got it now? We have it now. These Europeans know better than you and I. They experience day by day. They will also come to Scandinavia and to uh, Norway. And then she said, I will not see this, but it's going to come. And I believe we are living in these days. God does nothing unless he reveals it to his prophets. Now this lady our sister in the Lord, 90 years old. She was very sound in her mind. And she was a well-known Christian in the church. Now when I see all these things, because I know Emmanuel Minos as a sound preacher of the gospel. We were young pastors then, perhaps in the 30s or so, and here was this old man, and he preached the word of God. And he was somebody who heard this from a sister in the Lord. And a few years ago, I was in Sweden. I have got a sister in Sweden. And she went to a meeting 
with Emmanuel Minos. Thousands and thousands of Swedes came together from the church and they heard this man preaching, preaching and never, never for years have heard repentance and turning around heart-wrenching sermons. Hallelujah. And I asked her, because I knew this man, I asked her, how was it? She said, almost after his preaching, almost the whole congregation, I don't know how many thousands they were, came to the front and gave their life to Jesus. Hallelujah. And she was so rejoiced, my sister. She was there. And I tell you what, that's why Jesus said, therefore prayer, therefore being uh, praying that you might be able to stand before the Son of Man. The rapture will bring us within a moment or a split second into the presence of Jesus. And there you stand. How can you stand before Jesus if your life is not clean? If you live in this world and enjoying the entertainment of this world, how could you stand there and you can't make yourself disappearing? All of a sudden you stand before Jesus. Therefore, pray. Seek your relationship to be in honor and order with Jesus. Leave everything that's not right before God. Hate the thing God hates. Love the thing Jesus loves. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. This love to Jesus is so important. And then you have joy. And then we will enjoy heaven and the coming of Jesus. We will not be surprised. And I once thought about it. How will it be all the world in its sin? When all of a sudden Jesus standing and they have to stand before Jesus. How will they enjoy their sinful lifestyle? They will be embarrassed. They will be embarrassed. And all these gender people who want to change everything. They will be embarrassed. Their face will turn red because of the sinful things they are doing. And may it be that you and I look forward for his appearance. Hallelujah. 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 It's still time to come and say, Lord, 
I want to be ready when you come. I want to be ready. Let's pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning for your word. Lord, and I pray that we all might be ready when you come. And when this rapture takes place, I thank you, Lord, for each and every one. And I pray, O Lord, for those who have been hit by your spirit. And Lord, I pray for those who are not walking right before you. I'm not a judge of anyone, Lord. But you are the judge. And Lord, who can stand before you if a light is not right before you? I pray that your spirit might move in this church, in everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now God is good.